Hello and welcome to RGU Talk, the official podcast of Robert Gordon University. I'm your host, Johnny Milne, and this week we're adding a splash of culture to the show. I'm delighted to be sitting with head of Gray School of Art, it's Libby Curtis. Libby, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, great. Good to be here. Well, before we dive into the main topic, I wanted to ask you just a little bit about your time at Gray's. Uh Uh, I know you became head of school just last year, Uh but... It'd be great to learn more about your work before that promotion. Okay. Well, I suppose I've 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 been at uh, Robert Gordon's University for quite some time. Um, I started off uh, working in first year, um, but left actually after that mm-hmm. uh, when I was head of first year and uh, set up my own business elsewhere. Worked at various other institutions in England and in Scotland, and came back and then started to work within the design and craft areas and gradually received various uh, promotions. But I think the key thing whilst I was away during that period of time was actually developing my own business, really, and learning from that. Um, Since I've come back at uh, RGU, I've been heavily involved in teaching and learning and developing student partnership projects. And what was it that brought you to RGU and to Grays in the first place? Um, well, I was working down in Devon uh, in the in so the quite, quite a change. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm moving from one coastal environment to the next. Yeah, so that's all right. So, um, I was working down in Devon in FE College, and I really wanted to work um, within a um, a higher education institution. Wanted to work in 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 my specific speci- specialism of jewellery, and so I saw this job advert and, and applied for it, and. Uh, that was my first step into Scotland and my first step into Robert Gorn's University in Grey School of Art. And you, you mentioned crafts. Um, mm-hmm. I was actually looking at your profile mm-hmm. on the RG website before sitting down with you today. Yeah. And I saw that one of your interests was listed as social politics of craft. Uh-huh. And as a complete novice when it comes to art, you know, the old cliches, I don't know art, but I know what I like. Mm-hmm. What exactly does that mean? Well, that's a, I mean, that's a, br- a very broad, I suppose, area topic of interest Mm. really I mean the word the title you know the name craft comes with a huge sort of cultural baggage around it of Mm. skill um, expertise guilds qualifications but actually domesticity as well this this sense of um, well-being that people can achieve through the practice of craft uh, the authenticity of craft and the sort of anti-corporate approaches that craft practice actually brings along it's about small scale entrepreneurialism it's 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 um it's it's not about you know big books or anything like mm-hmm. that you know it's about authenticity making beauty it's back to the sort of uh, arts and crafts sort of ideals within that but actually if you think about the way that technology has opened up um the um approach that many individuals can take the democratization if you like mm. of being able to practice craft has opened up new marketplaces for all sorts of different people to uh, work within a craft area. Um, And quite a lot of people use craft as an activist uh, movement and, you know, um, anti-global sort of approach to mass production and so on. So it's, it's, you know, it's really sort of celebrating small is beautiful in a sense. So 
Uh, I suppose you could you could see it in the same way as artisan bakers, if you like, small okay. scale production, authenticity, you know, um, and and really, you know, kind of communicating those ideals, really. Well, I mean, that certainly cleared up more for myself <laughs> and hopefully for people listening. Um, on to what we're actually here to speak about today. It, we're heading into the annual highlight in the uh-huh. Gray School of Art yeah, calendar. Yeah, sure. One of the major showcases for the whole university is yeah. the degree show. Mm-hmm. What can we expect from this year's graduating students? Well, as you know, we, we have students that are disciplines within painting, sculpture, printmaking, moving image, photography, communication design, illustration, um, graphics, jewellery, ceramics, uh, sometimes I think we may have some students that are dealing with glass this year, um, but uh, and we have fashion and textiles, um, craft as mm. well, fine art, um, and aspects of batch production as well. So, you know, I think the the degree show, in a, in a sense, when the school opens up. I mean, at the moment we've got these workshops that are going around at the moment. Everything collapses. The uh, environments get. Um, you know, kind of cleared out, mm. painted white, and um, and everything goes back in the back into the school. So it's a fantastic opportunity to see, you know, the culmination of four years hard work, really. Um, and when and where can the public see all this fantastic art on display, and of course purchase some if they wish? Yeah, well, the show starts uh, for the pu- open to the public on the sixteenth. Saturday the 16th and then goes on through to the 24th Mm. so I think if I remember the opening times I've just seen a poster for it the (laughs) opening times at the weekend are from 10 till 10 till 5 and then during the week from 10 till 8 okay Um, but the private view starts on the 15th so we have a big launch event and uh, uh, the show is sponsored by BP uh, and we've been sponsored by them for about like 14 years, I think. And I, don't know, I think my math may be yeah, wrong. Yeah, 14, 15 years. Yeah, I yeah, believe, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And all of this is at Grace School of Art. Yes, at it is. RG's yeah, Garthy campus. yeah. yeah. Um, f- what do you think the degree show means for the final year students uh, getting involved? I mean, I presume for a lot of them, this will be their first public ex- uh, exhibition. Well. For some of them it will it will be, but for most of them probably not, because a lot of them have had exhibitions, public exhibitions, throughout their time at Grays. Um, we we start public exhibitions right at, from the get-go in okay. year one. It's really important for students to understand that that feeling of, of being put your work, having to put your work on show and it being viewed publicly, it's a it's a very vulnerable position. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very important position to be in to understand what that feels like, so that you can get a sense of what you need to do when you put your work in an exhibition, um, how you need to communicate with people, project management skills, all these sorts of things. But for the degree show particularly, that's a really emotional departure point mm-hmm. for students. It's a it's a threshold if you like, uh, into professional practice. And it actually signifies, as for all students, it's about leaving one creative environment and going into their next creative environment, whether it's onto masters or whether it's into developing a portfolio of work um, or going into residency or, uh, or moving into a full-time job. And you, you mentioned uh, that you know, a lot of the students will have been had yeah. their work displayed throughout their time at university. Um, oh, clearly, is that an important part of their you know continuous professional and artistic development to be able to learn from these experiences throughout their time at uni 
Of course. And, and for some students, um, the exhibition, or to be able to have exhibitions, is going to be, it will continue to be an important part of their, their career. For others, possibly not. The presentation of their work may take different forms. So it may well be that they're going to be presenting to an audience. They're going to have to defend their work in some cases, mm. uh, listen to views of other people. Often people bring very subjective views to work. Um, and for a creative practitioner, being able to talk about your work, um, defend it, be excited by it, be motivated by it, is, it needs to be engaging for others to connect with that work as well. Um. Um, and I think, I mean, I think it's uh, last year was my first degree show, um, uh-huh, yeah. coming in and viewing it all. And uh, you know, no, obviously, I'm biased now uh, that I work here, but it's uh, it, it's fantastic. And you know, the the art that is on display, the work of your students is, yeah, I wouldn't have believed a lot of it came from students. Yeah. Some of it's top top class. Yeah. Well, you have to remember that. I mean, I think when people come to a degree show, they expect to see skill, mm-hmm. representation, use of materials, composition, all the usual things. But what they don't necessarily sometimes expect is the fact that the, the students' work is socially engaged. They're dealing with real problems in mm-hmm. society. They're trying to solve those problems, either through communication or whether they bring in awareness or whether they want to make a comment on them, for instance. Um, you know, the life of uh, our community... Um, the people around us, the problems that are, exist in our world are used as source material and uh, and used as a way to solve problems very often in the work that they're dealing with. And during the whole of your time at Grey's, before becoming head of school as well, who's been, have you had any standout artists that really you can pinpoint their work to this day? I can, yes, but I think that's a really unfair question if I'm if I'm honest no, with absolutely, you. you know, yeah. I think I mean I think we've got we have so many alumni that are working out there that are representing uh, their practice within the creative industries. Mm. Grace School of Art as an alumni. We've got I've had many students go through Royal College of Art and through um, very other esteemed international um, you know uh, masters courses. Mm. Uh, I think that you know one one student that actually stands out that was just been commented on in the, I think it was the Telegraph or the Times of the week, was Adea Decina, mm-hmm. who is one of our graduates and residents uh, a few years back. Um, one of the things that we do at the school is we support uh, graduating students for a year within the school as a graduates in residence. Now, those students um, are able to use the facilities. Um, they're able to receive guidance and support from members of staff. They act as an ambassador for us. Mm-hmm. They maybe do some support work within the studios. But they're able to use the workshops and facilities to develop a body of work. And uh, that's what Addy did. And uh, did that very well and has gone on to good things. So he's just a very recent example, if you like. But um, if I could go back over my records, I could give you lists and lists and lists. But I think I t- totally agree with your point that there's been so many yeah. over the years. Um the degree show, as you've said a couple of times, you know, marks the say the end of one chapter yeah. for the departing students. Yeah. But yeah. what about those who are that bit younger, or perhaps not, perhaps um, more mature students who are thinking about following that creative pathway? Do you have any advice for prospective grade students? Yeah, I, th- I think you have to follow your passion. Actually, you have to be passionate about what you do um, in any walk of life particularly in the creative industries, you have to work really hard 
um, you have to, even more so now, really know that there are opportunities out there, um, but you have to really work towards them. You have to know who you are as an individual and be very reflective and think about your skill sets. Um, I think I think having a career in the creative industries is is um, it's not so simple as saying I want that job in this place. Mm. I think you have to carve out, understand that you have to carve out your own niche, and that's an opportunity. And it's also quite scary at the same time. But um, lots of our case studies would show that we have students that or graduating from areas like painting that go into a whole manner of different disciplines, but they're using their creativity in in very marked ways in order to facilitate creativity in others, curatorship, curation, sorry. Um, maybe they're working in museums and galleries. Maybe they're working in a learning and teaching environments. Uh, and maybe their practice is a component of their, of their, of their lifestyle. Maybe it's not their main component, but they're building on the skill sets and transferable skills that they've, that, that they've um, learned uh, during their creative education. So I think coming into the arts, you have to be passionate. You have to know yourself. And once you've graduated, you then have to start to reflect on what are your skill sets and how you're going to use them going forward. I mean, that's fantastic advice. Um, we also, uh, around about the same time, have the Look Again Festival, taking place in yeah. Aberdeen. Um, yeah. Now, how important is that for the city, given its very close links with RGU and Greys, for helping to foster some of the Northeast's emerging talent? It's, it's critically important. Um, I think the foresight of RGU to embrace the Look Again team and the festival with the, under the auspices of RGU is, is a real testament to RGU's commitment to cultural engagement. It's critically important that we develop our own community of cultural uh, and creative practitioners and we find ways of enabling them to stay in the city, mm-hmm. work in the city, develop the cultural infrastructure, develop those cultural activities within the city. And indeed, the Look Again team and RGU have been pivotal in working with the uh, city council in the, and other creative agencies and cultural uh, sectors uh, partners in the city to develop the city's cultural strategy um, and you know look again is a very very important component of our calendar um, cultural calendar within the city it's grown over the last few years um, it's heavily connected with the school students and uh, projects that we've developed in collaboration with look again um, we're deeply invested in that festival and will continue to be so and we see that as a as a catalyst for developing confidence practitioners that can take managed risk in developing their creative practice and in in showcasing their skills to uh, the city and beyond so it's it's i think it's fantastic that we're part and parcel of uh, the look again festival with the degree show this year mm-hmm. and uh, we'll look to be working with them in the future very closely as well and it always makes for an exciting summer of art. Fantastic. It's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's, it's really good. And uh, having just seen the brochure for the Look Again Festival that's going to go out, I'm very excited about all the different things that are going to be in there. Uh, well, finally, uh, I'm going to ask you to give me five words okay. to describe this year's degree show. Okay. Um, I did think about this before. <laughs> so um, it's always exciting, absolutely innovative socially engaged and totally dynamic. 
Perfect. Okay. That's all I need for that. Well, on that, Libby Curtis, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Okay, great. And that's it for another episode of RGU Talk. On behalf of the university, I'm Johnny Milne, and we'll talk to you later.